Glory be to Jesus Christ. Glory be forever. This is Father Basil again doing another podcast. I'm continuing to read from this book, Light for Life, Part 3, The Mystery Lived, from God With Us Publications. And we're going to read about spiritual warfare. This is one of the topics that I think that we really, as Christians, need to educate ourselves about as um it is you know as as I'm gonna read here it it is a battle between the evil and good that is happening on this earth, and our souls are at risk. Those who have decided to lead a spiritual life must realize that they are only at the beginning of a lifelong task. Saint Paul compared the journey of theosis to a race begun but not yet completed, from Philippians 3, 10 to 15. He depicted himself as a a straining ahead in his race for the finish, the prize being the resurrection. While a person may begin with a good resolve, we are all too easily led off the path by a particular sin, a lessening of commitment and even of faith. As Christ warned in the parable of the sower, Matthew thirteen nineteen and 22, there are many obstacles to stifle the flowering of a mature Christian life. Elsewhere, St. Paul used the image of a spiritual battle, one which many Eastern writers have taken up as a representation of the struggle to keep the commandments. From Ephesians six eleven to 13, we read, Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we are not contending against flesh and blood, but against the principality, uh, principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this pleasant darkness, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore take the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand. Not only have we been clothed in the one who has overcome the prince of this world, we have also been charged to continue in our own lives as campaign against the enemy. This spiritual warfare is described as a constant struggle, demanding continual watchfulness and unremitting vigilance. The person striving to live according to the gospel is described in the literature as constantly in an arena in which the devil ceaselessly prowls like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, from 1 Peter 5.8. Images like these may appear extreme, even in contemporary Christian circles, but like the temptation of Christ in the wilderness, they point to ever-timely realities. There are forces around us and within us, which, sometimes dramatically, at other times, imperceptibly, can deflect us from our goal. As Christ was tempted to exchange stones for bread, we can be lured to minimize the spiritual life by infatuation with good food, drink, or sensual pleasure. As he was tempted with the wealth and power of all the kings of the world, we can be tempted by the desire for wealth and power in our own worlds. 
the lure of inflating our own importance parallels Christ's temptation to show himself as master of his own faith by throwing himself from the temple. The tradition suggests numerous ways of dealing with temptations. One way, mocking them, is illustrated by the story of the monks Theodore and Lucius of Anaton, who were tempted to leave the monastery. It was said that they spent 50 years mocking that temptation by saying, we'll leave when winter is over. When summer came, they would say, after this summer, we'll leave here. Thus they spent their whole lives mocking their own inclinations. So, this is a start of our talk about spiritual warfare. And, you know, I, I would suggest anyone who really wants to, um, learn and understand our Christian faith, our Catholic faith, to read good spiritual books, to read about the saints who had to deal with the temptations. Uh, you know, I, I read many, many books during my studies. Uh, Padre Pio was one of them. He was, you know, tempted so many times and had, you know, um, horrific visions of the devil and, and things like that. And he had to combat temptations all his life. And, and what did he do to do it? We should read about this so we can combat these temptations in our own lives. And another thing, of course, is to receive the sacraments, you know, as much as possible and to go to confession as much as possible. You know, before we receive the body and blood of Christ, we need to go to confession to make sure that our sins are not, um, are not hurting our souls. And, and the devil hates confession. The devil hates when, when we receive the body and blood of Christ worthily because we are saying to the devil, we're not listening to you. We're going to follow Christ instead. We're going to put our bodies and souls into the mercy of Christ. We are going to follow him to the very end. And the devil is so jealous of God. The the devil is so jealous of Christ that he will do anything in his power, the devil will, to, to tempt us, to take us away from God. So spiritual warfare is something we need to know about. That we need to use the weapons as, as Paul said, put on the whole armor of God. You know, put on the armor of God. And then, uh, later on, uh, Paul says, I'll, I'll probably read about this another time, about what, what do we use for the armor of God. Well, you know, we use prayer, we use righteousness, we use uh, humility. All those things are are so important for us. Okay? 
but this is this is important to remember about the spiritual warfare.